Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff here on WAER. Across the 10 to the 5, still on his feet, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Syracuse. Battle, straightaway free, sinks it. Tyus Battle is 5 for 5. The freshman is on fire. Pass in front to Evans. Oh, what a shot and a goal. Behind the back by Jordan Evans. Welcome back to the double overtime here on WAER. The greatest stories from America's greatest college sports station. It's time for the best of WAER Sports Podcast. Penn State, Yale, Maryland, Ohio State, and Duke. Those teams make up the top five in the men's college lacrosse rankings. Now that we know some of the top teams, what's the top conference in men's college lacrosse? WAER's Tim Leonard takes a look at one possibility, and no surprise, it might just be the ACC. Once again, the ACC is one of the strongest conferences in men's college lacrosse. So as we get into the conference portion of the schedule for all of these teams, let's do a deep dive on the conference as a whole, starting with the preseason favorites. I think Duke is is a championship-level team. They were a year ago. Duke has knocked off the defending champs. The Blue Devils will play for a fourth championship this decade, Monday, against Yale. Their strengths from 2018 are still their strengths. Great ball movement athletic midfielders in the midfield areas of the field between the two straining boxes, and then their defenders are elite cover guys. Despite the loss to Cuse last week, ESPN analyst Paul Carcaterra knows the number five Blue Devils are still the Blue Devils. At the end of the day, like, who doesn't want to go to Duke? Like, if, if, you're a, if you're a high school stud and you have a choice to go anywhere in the country for lacrosse, like, you're going to tell me Duke's not in your top three or You'd be nuts not to. Great education, warmer weather, compete for a national championship, play for John Donowski. It's not a hard sell. Behind the Dukies is another blue blood in number seven, Virginia, a team that came back to beat Cuse inside the Dome earlier this year. They are a team right now offensively. I feel like they can put up numbers on anyone. I'm still not convinced they have a championship-level defense. The Cavaliers rank 51st in the country in scoring defense and 17th in the nation in scoring offense, largely thanks to the fact they have one of the most talented offensive weapons in the conference. Michael Krause is one of the top four attackmen in the country for my money. At X, here's Krause. Krause puts a move on Nick Mellon. Goal line extended. Now in front of the net. Krause shoots, and he scores in the upper right 90. So Virginia is known for their offense, while today's opponent, Notre Dame, is known for the opposite. Their staples have always been defensively, and their system has been rock solid for many years. Costabile and Gleason were the two-headed monster a year ago. They're back. At 4-3 and three on the season, the Irish have been a mixed bag so far. They sit at number 12 in the country entering today with a big win over Maryland and a surprising loss to Richmond on their resume. Carolina's the team that I think has, has changed a lot. I felt like Chris Cloutier was, was such a good clutch attackman for them. Skip pass to Cloutier, it's over! In a city famous for climbing the steps, North Carolina once again taking the final one to the top of the lacrosse world. He's a guy that just played bigger when the moment was huge, and they don't have him, and I think their attack right now is searching for answers. 
At 6-3 on the season, UNC is the only ACC team right now that isn't ranked inside the top 20. Zay, out of the five, probably would have the toughest time winning an ACC championship. It's, it's, it's the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm not saying they can't do it. I just think the odds would be heavily against them. So who is the odds-on favorite to win the conference? Well, Carcaterra thinks it's really a toss-up, like most years in the ACC. But he views SU as the wild card this year. I look at Cuse as a team that's, that's proven they can play with anyone. They've also proven they can lose to anyone, too. In a conference so tight, one thing that could be an X factor for Cuse is the play of their specialists. I mean, Jacob Fops proving to be one of the better face-off guys in the ACC right now. Um, so I, I think that's an interesting dynamic to all of this, too, with the ACC. Is like, who are the elite face-off guys? Who are the elite goaltenders? McComer, left-handed sidewinder, saved by Drake Porter. A lot of people had no clue what Drake Porter would be all about in 2019. And if you look up and down the, the ACC, I would argue right now he's, he's the best goalie in the conference. With one of the best goalies and best Fogos in the conference, Syracuse has the potential to win its second straight regular season ACC title. In order to do it, though, Kark believes Cuse needs more consistency in one area. You need attack play. Like, you will not win this conference. You will not win a national championship unless you have someone from the attack that can force slides. I'm confident that, like, Fop won't ever win 20% of the faceoffs unless he's going up against, you know, TD Irwin. Porter's not going to have a horrific day. You're going to get steady play of those guys. And for Syracuse, unequivocally, it comes down to their attack play. Now that we're fully in the swing of ACC play, it's time to find out if that orange attack can rise to the challenge. Tim Leonard, WAER Sports. There's a number of ways that an analyst might try to determine if a player or team is clutch in the final moments of a game. But no matter what metric you're using, there's no denying Syracuse men's lacrosse has been clutch this season. With more on how the Syracuse men's lacrosse team has fared in the final minutes, we check in with WAER's Jonathan Hoppy. When this team is down with less than five minutes to go, somebody turns a light on at X pass in front. Boyd Bouncer with the left. Yes, he does. And that's exactly what happened. More energy, more ball movement. Solomon feet over there. Pass point. Black got it. Game winner. Brendan Curry with the winner. And it leads to five goals over the final six minutes plus, including overtime. And it leads to a Syracuse win. Syracuse comes back and stuns Duke. Cardiac cues, a two-word phrase that's been used to describe many Syracuse comebacks over the years. No team has embraced the phrase more than SU lacrosse. This season is no exception. Back up top, Buttermore switches hands and puts it home. Syracuse has the lead for the first time today, 10-9 with 10.46 to go in the fourth quarter. And Syracuse is going to take this one with ease. They trailed 5-1, to one. they wind up winning 14-10 to 10 and avenge last year's double-digit loss to Johns Hopkins with a 14-10 win in the Carrier Dome. They're over 500 for the second time this season. Relaxing, settling down in, in the game. You know, we had some early turnovers in our offense. We didn't get the ball until uh, our offensive end of the field until 11 minutes to go. 
in the in the first quarter. So the first four minutes they had the ball the whole time, and uh, we didn't clear it a couple of times, which gave them extra possessions. I think we just settled down, uh, run our offense, you know, take better shots, and, uh, and and just execute offensively. That was comeback win number one. Syracuse trailed five to one against Hopkins in the first quarter. A strong fourth quarter propelled the Orange to a 14 to 10 win. A week later, they went on another run that had everyone on the edge of their seat, including me. Picked up by the Orange, Voigt lines up a pass and a score! What a play for Syracuse, David Lipka! You just can't stop the Orange that time, they've tied it up at 13. One final heave down the field and that will do it from the Carrier Dome. The Orange dominates the fourth quarter, outscores Rutgers 8-3, and they come back in this one to win it 18-14. That was two straight four-goal comebacks, and last week's win over Duke made it three in a row. I'm starting to notice a trend here. So now the question becomes, how does this program keep on doing it? A feed in front, and it's Solomon again! Right on the left doorstep, Nate Solomon ties this game up with his fourth goal of the game. Brendan Curry does just that, and he fires and scores. The freshman moving with some urgency. He's got SU within one. It's 12-11 UNC. Feet in front, and it's home. Brendan Bomberry wins it for the Orange in overtime. Syracuse came back from a three-goal deficit against the Tar Heels last season, which at this point seems like business as usual. But let's not forget about the success in one-goal games. That win last April pushed the Orange to 13-2 in their last 15 one-goal games. Now that number has taken a hit recently, but still definitely worth noting. And don't forget, Syracuse can get it done on any stage. Central New York is orange. The nation is orange. Syracuse is your 2009 national champion. Syracuse trailed Cornell by three with under five minutes to go. The rest is history. Fast forward 10 years and that never quit mentality is still alive and well. Attack Nate Solomon explains. Coaches preach uh, staying calm in these situations of high pressure. And so when we're in these high pressure situations, uh, if you're frantic, you know, you're gonna make mistakes. And so they taught us how to be calm, uh, play under pressure uh, without going crazy. And so I think it has a lot to do with that. Let's not forget about the defense. Trailing late in games puts a lot of pressure on them to step up as well. Goalie Drake Porter credits one senior leader for their success. Games like that, you just gotta put your head down and sort of ignore the scoreboard. And like Tyson Bomberry always tells us, he goes, one more stop, one more stop, one more stop. Just worry about the next one. Don't worry about having to mount like a six goal comeback. Just worry about the next stop we have to make. So I think having guys like that, like leaders like that, giving us advice like that always helps. Thanks for listening to the best of WAER Sports Podcast. Find a full broadcast schedule at our website, waer.org. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for automatic delivery of new episodes. Just search for WAER Sports.